Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast, often imitated, never duplicated, your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Little different look today. Matt couldn't make it in today, so we have uh, a new guest host tonight, uh, or today actually. Uh, This will come out on Tuesday evening, but I got the lovely Nikki Hartwell here hosting with me today and a show that we had to cancel for being under the weather. This is our dirt versus asphalt. Um, so we, we let in still with dirt, the theme song, but we do have one of these fancy asphalt racers here with us today. And it's, it is a good friend of the show, um, Jared Thomas. And we're going to get into everything that you've done in the last month, which is win a lot more money than the rest of us. Uh, and, uh, and another good buddy of the show and, and local uh, super late model driver, Skylar Lewis. So, Skylar, thanks for being here as well. Yep, thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. So, I want to jump in here right right off the bat, and we'll get into kind of everything that's happened. But we've had both of you on separately, and it is why I wanted to have you on together, because you guys know each other very well. Oh, yeah. Um, which What's the argument on which is tougher, driving on dirt in the super late model or the asphalt with the sports car i don't know i you're just gonna have to let me get in that thing i'll tell you (laughs) well we can make it happen (laughs) i mean i i think they're both difficult in their own respect so uh, it's hard to compare them but i mean nothing in racing's easy so i don't know yeah i would say that you know i've done pavement circle track i've done the sports car stuff and they're all hard in in their own respect yeah and i I agree with both of you because I and I you know I know we would like to have some huge debate but <laughs> I think that it would be so much more difficult at least in my mind to in the sports car side to really get in a rhythm with a track. It just seems like to me because you got so many more turns, you're working a much larger track. To me in the dirt oval world, I can start hitting my spots and I'm I can get in a real good rhythm. Yep. For you guys, it seems like it'd be a a lot of change throughout that. Yeah, I think that's what makes it more uh, driver dependent. Because I would say the same thing about when we ran circle track stuff. You know, the tracks were never that hard to drive, but it was just the setup side of the circle track stuff that makes it so uh, so hard. You know, you got to be spot on all the time. If this if the setup's off a little bit in a road course car, if you just got a guy that can wheel, you know, he's going to make up for a lot of it. And on the dirt side, what I would say is totally different is 
even when you go in with an asphalt track and you kind of know what to expect, I mean, yes, the track's going to change over time. I know we were talking before off air about the 24 hours of Daytona, but you really have no idea. Is the promoter going to get too happy with the water truck? Is he not going to put enough water out? Is the, are we going to get rain? Is it going to be overcast? You guys come in and really don't know what the track's going to start as and don't really know what's going to happen throughout the night. Yeah. Track, track condition is a big deal yeah i mean normally the racetrack never the same i mean you can go to the racetrack 10 times and never have the same racetrack that's pretty normal um but yeah i mean a lot of it's chasing the racetrack and it just changes so much and even changes during like a 25 lap feature the racetrack changes so much um that you kind of just got to be on your game all the time and know what to look for i mean yeah that is a big difference for us and before I jump in here to some of our sponsors, Jared, I do want to kind of talk about, because last time we had you on the show, we were just a few days away from you heading out for this big Mazda challenge. And obviously, we've already announced it on the show that you were the winner of the challenge. Kind of fill us in on what that experience was like. So it was, uh, it was de- definitely stressful. I, I will say that. Um, we went down there. I got out of school uh Monday night, me and my dad drove down there, got checked in the hotel. And then uh, Saturday, not Saturday, Tuesday at noon, all the uh, all the competitor, competitors met up in the lobby of the hotel, and we drove over to a um, uh, place called Jackson Marketing, and they handle the, – they're a marketing firm, and uh, they also handle uh, BF Goodrich and Michelin Tires for the racing series. And they uh, let us use some of their conference rooms to do interviews in. And uh, I would say that the, the first day was interviews. You know, there was four judges, so we rotated one-on-one with the judges. And uh, that was, for me, that was the most stressful because, you know, that's a little I'm a little out of my element doing that rather than being the track, being the car where I'm comfortable. So getting through that day of interviews was the most stressful part. And after we got done with the interviews, because it lasted for four or five hours, I came back and my dad asked me how it was because he wasn't there so he's like how was it i'm like well i honestly i feel really confident that you know i think i hopefully i won it in the first day i think i went in and did a really good job i'd spent a lot of time preparing and then we got into the second day where it was on track and uh it's just a little more comfortable you know i i kind of knew the routine i knew what to do so getting through that uh was probably the easier of the two days but they did make it kind of hard at the end because there was six contestants and we went through three rounds first being just a warm-up unjudge then we went through two 20-minute sessions that were judged and then they narrowed it down to two people and sent us out for a 45-minute session head-to-head you know kind of this is win or lose right here so uh that was probably the most stressful part of the day was that 45-minute session at the end before they announced who won it and going back to that first meeting and i know you knew the other competitors because obviously mazda had announced it and you can look them up and see kind of what they've done but still that first meeting there in the hotel how much and not to knock anybody else but how much sizing up are you doing as you're looking here and you're like you're talking and you're like okay this is my competition this isn't maybe yeah i mean somewhat you you kind of get to know who the people are kind of you get to read them a little bit more and know what they've done in their experience. So kind of that, but also, you know, 
you can't read into it that much because you got to focus on yourself. You don't want to get caught up in that. And obviously, you know, if you're looking professional, you you know, you're coming super prepared. Maybe you're getting in their head. Very politically correct answer, Skylar. In the dirt <laughs> world, we just said him, him, and him have no chance. That's right. Absolutely I got to race not. these two. Yeah, that is pretty much how it works. <laughs> I just got to out qualify these guys, but Skylar, I want to throw it to you just because this is a whole unique experience from what we see in the dirt world. If something like that came up in dirt, like let's say a, um, you know, whoever, a, a a rocket team or a Clint Boyer racing or whoever you want to throw out there was going to kind of use the same process to put somebody in the car. What do you think that would be like as far as anxiety and nerves and, and getting ready to go? Yeah, that'd be crazy, especially the chances if it was a big team like that, which like Mazda is. Uh, I mean, there's those people have a lot of money to, to throw at the game. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think I'd be pretty nervous. And there, I'm sure there'd be a lot of big differences between how the asphalt guys would handle it and how the dirt guys would handle it. I'm sure we wouldn't do any of the media stuff. It'd just be whoever can drive the best gets to drive. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much how it is anyways. And it is. It's it's an interesting thing as you as you look at guys um, because I know when we talked. I mean, a lot of what you were doing. Don't not taking anything away from you as a driver, but a lot of it was your PR ability. And I know you had done a ton of study prior to mm-hmm. because we talked a lot off the air the last time you were on. You know of Mazda's history and you know BF Goodwrench's history and all the other corporate entities that worked with Mazda to make sure you were ultimately prepared to talk about them. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, you know, the guy who can drive, they're going to be successful, but at a point, you know, it's yeah. how much money you got and how far that can take it. And, yep. you know, if you don't have the money yourself, you got to be able to find it. So, you know, I mean, we see a lot of times that not the best drivers make it as far as some drivers there. Who are you talking about? I've never seen that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Uh, really? <laughs> hmm. Like about half the NASCAR field that's going <laughs> to yeah. take the 500? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, now that it's paid a race and you can get there and yeah. No, I'm just teasing. But no, yeah. I, I, you're exactly right. It is. And it's a lot of who you're connected to and who can you bring in as sponsorships. And it's all about the bottom line and dollars. And I've said forever, you know, one of my favorite, you know, NASCAR drivers of all time was Jimmy Spencer. Just because he was as much of a dirt guy in nascar as you can get to jimmy spencer has zero chance of making nascar today because they do not want the guy that's going to say he's going to punch you in the nose and is a beer drinker and overweight and looks like jimmy spencer and runs a scrapyard that's not who cheerios wants to put on (laughs) their commercial why i don't know because i would buy cheerios if jimmy spencer was the ad guy but but it is that kind of corporate move. And, and obviously, in, in sports car racing, I think it's even more than what it maybe has been in some of the other other avenues of racing. And so it is it is a tough deal to kind of balance that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you still have to have your personality, too, because like, I feel like NASCAR, NASCAR's lost that a little bit. I mean, you look at Tony Stewart. He was really the last guy that had that, you yeah. know, personality. Is like, you know, I'm going to punch you in the face if you ask me a stupid question or I'm going to give you a snarky remark. And they don't have that now, so the, like their identity is like kind of gone, you know. Yeah. And, and and I agree. And to speak on that, you know, obviously, hey, shout out to Tony and congratulations on the Hall of Fame. And 
I listened to the whole Hall of Fame induction speech, and it was it made me miss him even more being in the sport because, and I know he's still involved as an owner and he's still racing and all that kind of stuff, but you know, even when he said, "I'm not going to get emotional," I'll leave that to Gordon. Like he was still slamming all the <laughs> yeah. other guys, and it's just you know you miss those kind of personalities in the sport, and that's where I think NASCAR has missed the boat because in in dirt we still have that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we still have oh, yeah. those personalities that are we always going to be. Still have that. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to get upset every once in a while. That's how it is. That's racing. It is. There I mean, is no racing like racing with Skylar Lewis. That's probably true. And Jeff. Yeah. And I mean, Tammy. We're into it. I mean, it's a good you, time. Yeah, you got to be invested in what you're doing. You got to be into it, or it's not worth showing up. Well, when you invest the time and the money. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I mean, yes, the the money is something, but when you talk about some of the other drivers that have tons of money. Yep. I think the time is a bigger investment oh, for yeah. a lot of drivers. Like, yes, I we've we've don't get me wrong. I know what you guys have invested to to run your program, but oh, yeah. it's not like it was just uh there are guys that it doesn't matter. We can just write another check, we can buy another chassis, it doesn't yeah. matter. But to you guys it's not just that that initial investment. It's we're gonna we're gonna be in the, the shop wrenching and, and grinding to make sure we're back at the track and Yes. Yeah, that you, time is huge. You and Jeff are twenty four seven, right? You guys work opposite yeah, shifts, so yeah, it's pretty much just me and my dad that do everything. And I work third shift now, so I kind of work in the morning when I get home, and then he gets home around five or six, and he pretty much is working while I'm asleep. So yeah, yeah, we spend a lot of hours, and it's a lot of respect. Yeah, uh, it's, to make the make the team work. Yeah, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah, and I I came over that one time to the shop and showed all my skills, and you haven't called me back <laughs> over yet. So I mean it. Well, we're there every night. I have no idea why. Well, I think the lettering job that we did was probably poor. Oh, I wasn't part of the lettering. I was on I was on sheet metal and bodywork. Um, <laughs> look out, Brad Irwin from Brad Irwin Customs. I'm coming for you because <laughs> it was great. I, I was really really good at drilling rivet holes or. <laughs> holding or, the door panel while or, someone else drilled rivet hole. I was just going to go with or not. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but hey, before we go any farther, I do want to talk about a few of our sponsors here that help us, you know, every week. And first of all, Brownstown Speedway um, and Jim Price, promoter there. Uh, we love Brownstown Speedway. It's the place to be. And March 21st, Indiana Icebreaker coming up. We're going to talk a little bit here later. We have been doing the Indiana Icebreaker fan favorite bracket and some interesting you know results that are coming out of that and um skylar i'm gonna jump in with you here in just a minute about that because i i'm hoping i know last year you jumped in to try and make the icebreaker yeah that was a rough night um but it was the first <laughs> night out yep. you were still wrapping the car at 2 a.m yep. that, that night before um so hopefully we're gonna see the chance to actually get in the icebreaker yep. this year and um, but the next week, and I, I talked about this on last week's show, I don't know if there's a dirt track in America that opens their first two weeks with as strong as shows as what Brownstown does. And I, and I know that you got Gold Niles right now and East Bay's getting ready to run and what they do down there, but you've got Lucas Oil and the Indiana Icebreaker the first weekend. The next weekend, Friday night, you get the All-In 25 and the No Way Out 40 on Saturday, sprint car races. I don't know that there's anywhere else that you're going to see the names and the talent you're going to going to see on the first two weekends right there. I agree. Dirt to Media, our good buddies that uh, sponsor us. You can go check out full live coverage of the All In 25 and the No Way Out 40, March 27th, March 28th, uh, live on dirttomedia.tv. Don't miss that opportunity. Make sure you get out and see them. So 
Now to come back to the Indian icebreaker, like I said, no disrespect last year because I had the utmost respect for you guys. It was my, it was actually the first interview of 2019 because I came through the pits and you guys were there and yep. got to talking to your dad. Your dad's like, man, we were wrapping this car at like 2.30 last night. We didn't know if this yeah. was going to happen or not. That was rough. But obviously you, you just wanted to get a chance to get out, shake it down, yep. kind of see what it was to run with the best. Obviously, I think coming into this year, the plan is to not just shake it down with the best, compete with the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for us, for a guy like us, if we can just make a show like that, I'd be pretty happy. And and we've made some changes to our stuff this year, and our car's up a little more up-to-date with what Tater and them guys are running. So um, I'm excited for this year. I think this year we got a – I mean, last year we had no idea what we were doing, to be honest. Uh, there was a lot steeper learning curve there than we expected, and we got hit with it pretty fast the first night. So – yeah, this year we're, I think we're gonna be a lot more prepared, and I think if we had a, if we could just make the show, I'd be pretty happy. And I think, I mean, for anybody that's out there racing and thinks that, yeah, I mean, you just step in and you go win. No, it's a like process. No. It, yeah. It's such a process, and you know, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody on here. We've talked to so many drivers, and a lot of them all fair. You know, you start out whenever you jump a class, it's you know do i make the show first yep you know and then how many heat race wins do i end up with and yep. you know you start marking off those tallies for heat race wins but yep. i always love and i'm not making fun of anybody still telling heat race wins because my total is zero never <laughs> sat in the car never ran a lap but as soon as you get a feature win yep. you erase every heat race win there is no longer yep. any counting heat right. race wins so and I, I do. I think it's a process. That's why I'm excited to see what you guys do this year because I think last year was a great learning opportunity for yep. you guys. And um, I have all the faith in the world that the 22 will be in, in the icebreaker this year. I sure hope so. Like I said, we've made some some upgrades in our program this year, so I think this year should be our best chance, if any, to make it. And we at the end of the year last year, we were finally getting to the point where I felt like we were getting competitive at, at some of these races. And, and, I mean, we just struggled a lot last year. We got our – our tails kicked in last year but i mean that's part of it you got to go race with them guys and get beat honest you got to go race and get beat to be able to get better and you're not going to get better just racing once or once or twice a month i mean you got to go race every weekend with those guys to get better so we're not afraid to go race with them so i'm excited this year i think that's what i love about you is you're a will man and yep. you're not afraid to <clears throat> yeah to, i mean to go up against anybody like we went to illinois we raced yep. and it was uh you know lessons learned yep. and uh i never saw you and your dad just say this isn't for us yep yeah but, well no it i mean you, if that's the attitude you have kind of you go in there and you get beat and you want to quit it's absolutely. maybe time to think about doing something else because i mean it, it sometimes it takes getting beat to to get better and we can go play golf no i'm not no good at that <laughs> i don't like golf jared knows about that i don't know good at golf but golf makes me much more angry than racing that's for sure <laughs> no matter how bad the night is yeah, it don't matter how bad i have seen you pretty mad seen break nah. a few clubs yeah <laughs> now, the, at least you can't throw your race car right if i could there's probably times where i'd like to yeah but well. that's part of racing you're gonna get mad you know and i i want to say this too because i know you're you're running the master's belt and you talked about you know kind of lining up with tater and i want to give a shout out to him um Last night, the opening night of Lucas Oil Golden Isle Speedway obviously did not go the way Hudson and Tater and those guys wanted it to go. But his post this morning, I think, was one of the best written oh, posts. Yeah. And, and he said it when he was here on the show. And then him and I have talked about it several times. He said, it's going to be a process, man. He yep. goes, we haven't done this level of racing in a long time. 
it's not just because it's the O'Neills and the Masters that right. we're going to show up and dominate. And I, I, I also agree with them, and there's probably some people out there that would argue, I thought Hudson drove the car really well last night in a tough situation that yes. he didn't have enough, you know, get up and go to, to compete. But shout out to those guys. I'm telling you, it may not happen down there at East Bay. It may not happen at the icebreaker, but I would be hard-pressed to not say that you wait until the Jackson 100 as they go through this season. Look out for Hudson and those guys because they will continue to wrench on this car. They're not afraid to ask questions. They're not afraid to try and get better, and that group is going to gonna get there. Yeah, I'm excited for those guys. And I know Tater's excited, and and yeah, Tater's not been on the road for a while, and, and things have really changed since, since him and Don raced last, so... They've got a learning curve, too, for them guys. But once again, they're racing with the best guys in the country every weekend. So that's only going to make them better, faster, is racing with those guys. So I'm excited for what they can do, and, and hopefully they can help me out a little bit, too, along the way. And, uh, yeah, I think this, I'm hoping it's a good year for them. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to knock anybody when you look at the, the crew that's down there. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's, what, 40-some cars there, and there ain't there's no slouches there at all. I mean, no. every car that there is a very good car so no and like i mean like last night watching the race i mean obviously you know davenport looked good and yep. um mccready looked good obviously won the race b shep looked good but if brandon overton does anything in the heat race and the uh and qualifying yep he runs away with that thing he went from 19 to third i think is where he ended yep. up finally but i mean that dude was on a rail in the feature so it is you just never know when you're racing against those kind of guys so shout out to them Hey, and before we move on, another shout-out I want to give, and I know, Nikki, you'll want to jump in here, but, um, you know, shout-out to Roddy Harris. Uh, yes. We're, we're thinking about you, man. Know it's your birthday today when we're recording. This will come out Tuesday, but we're recording on Sunday, so happy birthday, Roddy. And and thank you to all the guys that jumped in the P3 graphics, Dirt to Media, and throttled up the podcast. Wrap giveaway, we were able to raise a total of $750. There is a $500 check that is going to be mailed out Monday, tomorrow, straight to Roddy Harris uh, to help with anything he needs and the the whole Roddy Strong campaign. Um, But we're thinking about you, and we appreciate everything you do. For anybody that's curious, the other $250 will be given throughout the season on race bonuses. Um, And typically, so people know, what I typically do is on a Friday night, I tell my five-year-old what classes are racing. I ask him which class he wants to see get a bonus and then let him pick a position or a hard charger award. So, it is all controlled by a five-year-old on what we give money to and where we give it. So um, it is a very in-depth scientific process <laughs> yeah. for when we give bonuses. I absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Roddy. Uh, sporting you here and Roddy Strong underneath. Uh, what you're doing is phenomenal for him. And uh, just the the love that we can give him and, and the understanding of his love for racing and where we want him to be all summer is is pretty i don't know breathtaking i mean we all want him here with us at the racetrack and same thing i said to him last night you know this is the reason why i think people have reacted to roddy the way they have i i told him in a message i said you know i know that if something happened to me you'd be the first person to be running some kind of raffle or giveaway or something um, to raise money for me or my son or anyone else if anything happens. So yeah. you won't find a bigger heart than you will with Roddy Harris. There's just no doubt about that. Huge shout out to him and 
To hit on a couple more uh, sponsors here, I do want to talk about the the one that made it all happen, and that's uh, Eric Bryan of P3 Graphics. And if you guys are looking for car wraps, banners, any kind of graphic design, if you're looking for race t-shirts, p3racingshirts.com. Um, Eric is one of the best. I mean, he will help you design. He'll come up with what you want. Low minimums on, on racing t-shirts at p3racingshirts.com. P3 Graphics, I, I can't say enough. He's been a sponsor since we started and i threw this idea out and you know he wanted a little video made it definitely was not worth what he gave in the the full wrap and we were able to raise you know 750 bucks and huge shout out to p3 graphics and p3 racing shirts so so jared here's where i'm going to go back to here now after we kind of got our dirt fix here that's kind of how it's going to have to work i mean we'll talk a little asphalt and we're just too close i mean they're already dirt racing down in, in georgia and florida so we're we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back and the addiction is real but you know obviously jumping to the mx5 now and i got it right i did i've said rx7 like 12 times but <laughs> jump into <13. that>, team <laughs> jump into that mx5 you know what what's your what what's your worries what's your concerns what's the changes that you're you're ready to try and figure out as you as you move through the season uh the biggest thing is uh, is setup um you know the the car is going to act a little different it's a very similar car in size and weight um has more horsepower but the suspension's a little softer than what we're used to so figuring out what the car likes and how sensitive it is to uh changes shock 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 changes and um you know sway bar changes things like that figuring out what what the car likes to have done to it because every car has its nuances and what it likes compared to a different platform you know very similar but yet you know to be on the edge and be extremely fast you need to know the little details that it likes and to go back to the competition i think this is the most interesting thing for me and everybody else may disagree but you drove it you drove their car they had it set up for you so it wasn't like you came in with your car and and skylar i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna compare this to the dirt world too because you spend and i know you do as well but all week working on your car and you know every little thing and how the adjustments change and all that kind of stuff and then to just show up at the track and they've got a the car ready for you what's that like walking in when you when you went through the challenge yeah you i mean you come in and it's you don't know what to expect i mean i kind of knew that it was going to be a pretty um pretty soft car you know something that's not going to be super snappy it's not going to spin out really easily so i i was kind of right on that but you know every time you jump into a new race car and i think skylar you can attribute to this you know it's kind of you you're numb you have a numb feeling when you get in a new car so you know you just got to get up to speed basically before you know you start pushing it because you don't you don't feel everything perfect you know you just literally it's a numb feeling so getting up to speed and then figuring out you know i can push the car here i can feel when it starts to step out and stuff like that and skylar i'll kind of throw that question to you what would it be like to show up again kind of comparing what this would happen and they've got a super late model sitting there that you've never seen you know you don't know what the adjustments are you're going to get in and hit the corners we did that this year at vernon yeah yeah i think i'd i don't know i don't think i'd like that really i i I, in in i like working on my race car about as much as i like driving it and i'm I'm sure that's not everybody but 
yeah, I don't know if I would like not having known anything about it, uh, since I'm just so used to kind of being in control of everything so much, but I mean, it would be nice to show up and drive every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, just to, just to roll in late. Yeah, give me some more free time during the week. That would be nice. <laughs> Jump in, but but I, I agree, and I think a lot of guys that are are drivers that you know, and small teams and that you know you're bolt checking all the time yep. you're doing every little detail to then jump in and think somebody else has done all that for me would be definitely something different yeah, it'd be very odd for me I, a lot of it i would say too is the ergonomics everything you know where everything is positioned yep. relative to the driver because that's a big thing you know yes. being comfortable and what you're used to when you change something out of place you know it you know you got to think about it before you do it it's not just second nature that's a yep. great point you know just yes. thinking like where this switch is or where you know how things feel and where things are located at is a is a great point you know i think you know not talking not going back to some of those people who just got there because of money and what they could bring but one of the most interesting things i saw last year was at the indy 500 when danica was on the thing but they brought her the the indy racing wheel and was asking her what each button did and she was like well i this is what this button did for me and this is what but she's like they're all fully customizable like i i have no clue for this person what their buttons do and i couldn't jump in their car and run it because it's got to fit you know my wheel so i that's a great point to bring up that i didn't think about yeah just seating position too is a a huge thing and maybe this maybe you jump in a different car and it's not the same seat or size just a half size too big or too small you know you feel it you know yes yeah, I'm, that's probably what, during the winter when I put my seat in. Even if it's got the holes drilled in the same spot from the last year, it still takes me forever just to put it in because I always try to make sure everything's in the same spot. So you always just get used to what you got. And, yeah, it would be very odd to kind of just jump between cars and not be familiar with everything. That's that's really interesting. So a couple more sponsors here, Gilpin Electric and Generator Service. Contact them for all of your electric and generator needs. Uh, if it's uh, you racers out there, if you're looking for electric ran in your trailers, uh, new lighting on your trailers, anything of that kind, reach out to those guys. And if you got a shop where you're worried about the power going out and you may not be able to get everything done, reach out to Bill Gilpin at Gilpin Electric and Generator Services to get you a full-service generator to keep your shop up and running. Don't worry about the house. Don't worry about the deep freeze in the refrigerator. Make sure you got a generator for the shop so you can keep that work going. We're not worrying about the refrigerator? Well, in the shop. Yes. <laughs> I said okay. the house first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There are certain things that are just a must um like i mean similar when bill came out and looked at my studio i said i just really needed to run this room right here that's the generator i need (laughs) (laughs) everybody else can be in the dark if we can run this room we're good and then schaefer photo and custom tees mark and jamie schaefer a huge shout out to them for everything they do not just for us but for everybody that's at the track each and every week uh if you have any kind of uh photo need photo gift things for sponsors reach out to mark schaefer um just at the banquet a couple weeks ago he had some really cool clocks that he had done um for jamie wilson so reach out to him some cool stuff he can do and and get those kind of things for your sponsors and the last one this round brad Irwin, brad Irwin customs here in crothersville indiana third coldest beer in crothersville right after apr media studios and uh thirsty sportsman Irwin Customs comes in. Uh, but if you're not just there just to drink his beer, you can reach out to him for consulting, fab work, um, bodies, and uh, great guy, Brad, and a great knowledge if you're if you're looking for somebody to help you out. So reach out to Irwin Customs. All right. 
we're gonna go back to some dirt stuff here for just a little bit jared <laughs> that's good just, I, I can talk dirt too just, say, just i think we need to get him in a car now so then he can talk it with us i Ma- agree i i would agree with that 100 percent because we talked before and you know, kind of talking about the same time I came to the shop, the last time you were on, I told Skyler I'd be willing to get in the dirt car, his super late model, just to see what it was like, and my phone didn't ring. <laughs> but when you say it, he's like, yeah, we'll make that happen anytime you want. But I thought for sure at least his dad would call me, but I got, got another. So I'm a PRI. He didn't bring it up. I'm starting to think he's avoiding me um, because there's no way he would want me in his car. Uh but no, we're, we're doing this thing, and, and Skylar, this is, a, again, the reason why I want to make sure that you're in the icebreaker, because we came up with this whole idea to do this icebreaker um, fan challenge, and it's been kind of fun. We're releasing two late model drivers each every few days, um, and our last one's here. For anybody that gets upset, because I've had a lot of people upset with the seedings, I did not seed them based on my personal thoughts. I seeded them based on the way they finished the icebreaker last year. Whatever. Um, JT Huffman, I know you're still upset with me about where Jameson was was seated. It it was (laughs) totally based on where they finished last year. But the first one we ran here um, this week was a 15 seed in Kent Robinson. And shout out to K-Rob, former guest on the show. And the one that JT Huffman had a huge issue with was the 18 seed Jason Jamison. And um, this was a really tight vote. 493 votes came in on this. Uh, and Jason Jamison takes a win 56 to 44. I have to be honest, no disrespect to Jason Jamison, but I was a K Rob guy here. Yeah. Um, I was K Rob all the way, local guy. He knows Brownstown. And I think that if I'm truly picking who I think the favorite is to win, I got to take K-Rob over Jamison. I take that. Yeah, both of them guys are wheel man, so it just depends on the night, right? Absolutely. that's a, It is. I, I would agree with that. Yep. Second round, or second match up here tonight. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you said now. The seven seed, Josh Richards, uh, who Josh, uh, obviously, at Clint Boyer Racing down to a one-car team. Um, they talked a lot about that last night at Golden Isles. And the 26th seed, Devin Gilpin. Um, this one had 450 votes, and Devin Gilpin takes the win 61-39. to And nothing but love for my guy, Devin. And he's on the show here in a couple weeks. Nothing but love, but I got to be honest, I went with Josh Richards here because I'm not going with my heart. I'm not going with who I like. I'm going with who I really think the favorite is. And I went Josh Richards here, and I think Josh is poised for a pretty big year this year. Yeah, I think them guys going to one-car team is just going to make them probably better. I mean, it sucks for Don. They kind of lost that ride, but it, it, it'll it probably make Josh's team a lot stronger. I went with Josh as well. I think you're right. And the, fat, the final one here to talk about, um, which was just a runaway, and that's Billy Moyer Jr. taking off, and, and I don't think there's any question about Billy Moyer Jr. And I'll be honest, last night watching him at Golden Isle, I think that's one that they're going to have to watch all year in Lucas Oil because he looked really, really sharp last night at, at Golden Isle. So he always puts on the show. He, yeah, that, I think he's going to be special. So he, does, he doesn't disappoint. That guy is always good in qualifying, it seems like. He, all, he always puts himself in a good position. Yes. You're exactly right. I mean, he's going to be in the top heat race. He usually runs well there, and, and he's always got a chance in the feature race. He's never fighting from behind. Yep. Yeah, and anymore, if you're good in qualifying, that 
pretty much sets you up for the whole night. So if there's one thing you can be good at, it's prize qualifying is what you need to be good at. So that guy's got to figure it figured out. All right, so that's that's a great point that I'm going to throw over now to the asphalt guy here. In the asphalt world, how much does that come into effect? Like, you know, you're qualifying and your times and getting ready for a race. That's uh, huge. You know, like you said, it, it sets you up for the rest of the day or night, you know, it's uh, it's it's just one thing. If you can do well in qualifying, it kind of takes some st- uh, pressure off you. You know, you're you, one. You know you're fast, and you you're not worried about you know in the first three laps of this race. I need to work my ass off to get up to the front to where I need to be. Come you know five laps to go. You know you can kind of the game plan for the race totally changes. Well, I even think you know you you bring up Billy Moyer Jr. and I think that's a, another thing with especially when you get to these. You know, 100-lap races, you know, World 100, Jackson 100, Dream, you know, and you get to these long races, I'm sure it's absolutely the same way in the sport car world, but when you're up front, you don't have to drive your ass off, so you can save a lot of your stuff later. Yes, it just makes the whole race easier. If you can start in the first three rows, you got a lot higher chance to win versus the guys starting in the last three rows. I mean, their chance is pretty slim. Yeah, but do you save yourself, or do you just go? I mean, if it's me driving, I just go. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, anymore, if you don't go, the guy behind you is. So, right. especially like these local races, it's 50 laps or less. You pretty much just got to go. Because if not, the, the, all the guys behind you are off the rip, and then you are you put yourself in a hole by not going. So, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much just got to go all the time anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with that. Last night's race, though, I think even if it's a 75-lap race at Golden Isle, I don't know that Overton ever gets to McCready just because – McCready sailed all night long. Yep. I mean, he was, and I'm not saying he was saving, but he wasn't up and down and all over the track the way Overton was. I mean, that dude drove every line there was yes. and, and several lines that they didn't even have that he made <laughs> work just to get around people to go. So I do think that's a huge thing. And I'm sure in the sport car world, it's the same way. Yeah. Another big thing too about it is, you know, if you're used to running up front, you know, you know, those guys pretty well, like, you know how they race. You get back there with some people you're unfamiliar with, you know, unpredictable, you know, getting in your way or you're, you know, maybe something happens and qualifying and you have something go wrong and you know, you're a lot faster. If you're, if you're a lot faster, you know, it can create problems because you're trying to get past them so fast and they're just not expecting it. Yeah, and I think that's I mean, I think that's the same in the dirt world because yes. you can get back in the field and have a couple guys racing who are a lot slower than you. And depending again on how the track is, do you have two lanes? You can you make it three wide to make it stick? That all comes into play. Yep. Yeah, that's something you just gotta watch the guys in front of you and know kinda know what's going on around you. Like I said, when it's time to go, you gotta go. And if you get yourself in trouble to to shout out a couple more sponsors here, if you get yourself in trouble in your own car, um, and maybe end up in a fender bender or tear the front front clip <laughs> off like uh like unfortunately hudson did right there in the heat race last night you know reach out to our good man tommy taylor at indiana farm bureau insurance and uh if you want an actual agent and you quit knocking on wood go to tommy taylor at indiana farm bureau he is my personal agent always takes care of me he's always looking for ways to save me money and i appreciate that but after you've had that accident and you already have tommy taylor covering you check out our newest sponsor legacy uh, paint and body which is a family-owned auto body paint and repair shop in columbus indiana specializing in collision repairs those insurance claims that you can get the insurance there again from tommy taylor 
restorations, rust repair, headlight restoration, detailing, and more. Call them today at 812-799-1344 for a free estimate and tell your friends that Throttled Up the Podcast sent you. And I will say, if if you're curious how good a work they do, they posted something on Facebook this morning. Um, It is a Dodge Ram 3500 truck that they redid that had rust all over the thing. Um, You know, rusted out wheel wells, rocker panels, everything. They redid the whole thing, and it looks like it has been stored in a bubble somewhere. It is unbelievable how good the truck looks. Hey, they worked on on my Acadia. They, my headlights are brand new. After three times, I've had three people work on them, and then I took it to them, and you would think that I had brand new headlights in my car right now. They're Le- phenomenal. Legacy Paint and Body. Again, uh, contact them today for a free estimate. Tell them Throttled Up the Podcast sent you. So. All right, boys. Now here's the big question. I know you're in a you're in a totally different um, series stepping up this year, Skyler. Still, I mean, really, still learning. I mean, oh, yeah. an opportunity to, to to grow. But what's the goals for this season? I'm gonna start with you, Jared, so we can get the asphalt, and then I'll get my fix again. Uh, I I would say obviously you want to win as much as you can. You know, uh, number one goal would go win the championship this year in MX5 Cup but uh you know being a first year that's rookie that's hard to do so my big goal this year is to win rookie of the year and uh you know I haven't points raced in a couple years so it's kind of a different mindset to get back into it you know finishing all the races is a big deal you know you got to be there you know don't make a stupid mistake it's gonna you know hurt you down the road you know so point points racing getting back into the groove of that um, trying to win the rookie of the year because uh, that comes with a pretty big check if you win that. So that's my goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, our goals this year is just is just race as much as we can. And I think my goal this year is to race 25 or 30 times, and for us that's that's quite a bit. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, we're we changed our engine package, so hopefully that's a little more competitive this year. Um, and right now we're eyeing maybe running all the Eldora shows. Um, to try to give us a chance to maybe just make a name at one of them races. Uh, so you got to kind of go over there and hit them local shows to kind of get your feet wet f- for us to know what we're doing. So we're, we're eyeing that deal right now. And, yeah, just just try to race every weekend. Last year we had so many problems and didn't get to race every weekend and, and would be at the racetrack and something would go wrong and we couldn't fix it and have to go home. So if we could just race 25 nights or 30 nights and not and finish features and just finish races and, yeah. and make races – uh, I, I'd be happy with that because I mean it, we still have a lot to learn and you don't ever stop learning it's always changing but yeah if we could just finish races and just race more I, that, that's the big problem for us has Brownstown actually uh, released their schedule yet yes it was released at the banquet okay so there's a lot of super late model yeah I think there was 13 or so uh, yeah. or more super races and we are going to try to hit as many of those as we can but like I said we're going to try to hit some of these bigger races too to, to just go race with more and different people um i know there's a couple weekends in illinois i want to hit um and there's a race at shady hill we want to go to and i think we're just going to try to hit shady hill all these lucas races around here that that we can and just try to race with them guys who are really good and and that just hopefully will make us a little bit better when we do come back and race around home yeah you're either gonna i mean you're gonna make a name for yourself or you're gonna learn something right i mean and neither one of those is a negative i mean because you even if you're following those guys in Lucas Oil, you're going to learn something about yes. how to attack a track, you know, how to set your car up, those kind of things as well. 
And I will say this about Eldora. After seeing Jeremy Owens at the banquet, they maybe give out the coolest trophy yeah. season trophies yeah. i've ever seen that made me want to show up to every race to try to get one of them trophies <laughs> what, i mean i know jeremy's like well we didn't really finish where we wanted to i'm like dude Jesus. that thing's awesome yeah it's the coolest trophy i've ever seen yeah uh, is shady hill running supers this year they do they have uh i think it's a five thousand win mars race pretty early in the year so i mean i it's I don't, a, it's, that's an awesome track yeah i don't i don't know anything about it i've heard some interesting things about it but I don't expect there to be a ton of cars, so that could be a race where we go do pretty good at. Yeah, that that'd be like the race at, here in Salem. Not a lot of people kind of knew what to expect, and not a whole lot of race cars showed up, and and we ran pretty good that night. So that's kind of what I'm hoping. That's a it's a really cool track. We raced there this year, uh, ran second, and uh, they do a lot of a lot of cool things for their fans and their families. Yep. And yeah, stuff. I'm excited to go there. It's you got to stay on top of the game though because they they're not real good at uh, letting you know what's going on so yep. you kind of have to hey what's getting ready to happen yep and it's it's a really fun track though yep yeah i'm excited so th- i'm hoping this is a big year for us for us and like i said if we just learn and finish races i'd be pretty happy this year finishing races it'll be good yeah last year we really struggled yeah i know <laughs> it sucked all right, I'm going to take. We're going to take a quick break here, and then come right back with uh, Jared and Skyler and finish up this episode. So uh, we'll roll our sponsors here for a quick break. You will love Shady Hill. I'm excited for that. Huh? I'm excited for that one. Is Zach going to go with you? Probably. I have no idea. Where's Shady Hill at? It's Fairville, uh, Indiana. Gotta get back up to Daughtry, man. That place did open back up. It did open back up? Yes. Yeah. I went there with him one time and one of the... Somebody that works for the track punched somebody's grandpa on the stands. We showed up there, so we were on our way to Brownstown. Brownstown got rained out. We were on our way to... Up there. We pulled out. We were the last car on the track for hot laps. That fast time. Had a broken... Dirt, 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 dirt
And we are back here on Thrilled of the Podcast. And the last two sponsors I want to make sure we get out is uh, Kane's Tree Service. If you have any kind of uh, dead or dying tree that you need cut down, stump removal, um, anything that you... you <laughs> it was my commercial that funny? It was pretty funny. <laughs> tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal, call Kane's Tree <laughs> Service today. And also, OCC Seamless Gutters. We just talked about our good buddy, um, Jeremy Owens, and uh, he runs OCC Seamless Gutters. I will tell you this. He came and put some snow guards on my building uh, just a couple weeks ago. He was quick, cheap, took care of business. Um, If you're looking for gutters, gutter repair, gutter clean out, um, snow guards, anything you may need on your shop or your home, Contact OCC Seamless Gutters and Jeremy Owens today. Also want to give a shout out to Trevor Kane, who won the wrap raffle. So big shout out to him um, and getting that fully designed wrap from P3 Graphics and Eric Bryant. And also a little bit of just something to be on the lookout for. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it. Some surprises coming here from APR Media Studios and throttled up in the next coming weeks. Just be on the lookout for some um, some things to be announced, as my good buddy Philip Fields would say. Big news uh, from the Dirt Slinging Podcast. Big news. So, big, uh, big news. So just be on the lookout. Some things will be coming. So, Jared, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, I know we kind of talked before, but you know, as you go through this season and you talked about Rookie of the Year, where's the next step out of this? You know, where do you go after the MX-5 and, and this kind of stuff? So, uh, the goal is, you know, I'm in Mazda's ladder system, the road to 24, and basically the goal is to make it to the 24 hours of Daytona driving for Mazda. Um, but there's a couple steps, that, you know, between those two. So, uh, the next step would be uh, the Pilot Cup Challenge in IMSA, which is, uh, like, they have two classes. They have a TCR class and a GT4 class. So running a, uh, a TCR car for Mazda would be the next step after this. And I, I, it's amazing to me the difference in the world because when you're given IMSA and all that stuff, I have no idea what that <laughs> is. <laughs> so so IMSA is the, uh, the sanctioning body for uh, sports car racing in the United okay. States, professional sports car racing. All right, cool. So, so like, you know, all your, all your big events – uh, Daytona, Sebring, all those are uh, IMSA uh, sanctioned. Actually, NASCAR owns IMSA too. So, so NASCAR really mm-hmm. owns everything because they own ARCA now too. I mean, there's outside the dirt world, they haven't bought into that much yet. So, which I do got to say, I loved in Tony's speech. He also threw out, "When were they going to bring Xfinity and the Cup cars to Eldora?" Oh, yep, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I, it would be. That's why I wish they still had the Prelude to the Dream because. I wish they would just put some of the guys in NASCAR that I know couldn't drive on dirt yeah, <laughs> and let them get out there and do it. And in the same sense, let them get out there with the Larsons and some of those guys that would just make them look silly. Yep. And, and shout out to Kyle Larson, big Chili Bowl win and maybe the greatest post speech ever. Sorry, NASCAR, but this is the biggest effing race I've ever won. So yep. <laughs> that's... <laughs> he did backtrack quickly though and said i hope i finish really well at daytona here in a few <laughs> weeks but this is still the biggest win so skylar you know where where is i know mean, we we talked about goals for this season but where do you hope this grows for you 
Well, when I was crate racing, we always said we hope we'd get to an open car, and and we've done that now. So, I, to be honest, I don't know where it goes from here. I, I guess just just keep racing for as long as we can. Um, hopefully, it stays fun for us. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if there'll ever be if we'll ever go to something else. I, I don't know. This this could be it. To be honest, we we really like the late model racing, and we really like the super racing more than the crate racing. So I'm not sure where this goes. Really, uh, probably just try to acquire more equipment and just better ourselves in the super game. I think uh, with me being around you last year, like I admire how hard you and your dad work. Your mom, grandma, and grandpa are all part. Like I, that's. That family aspect yep. of it is phenomenal. But what is the biggest race that you want to make this year? If I could make just like a race like the Jackson 100 or, or the North South or something like that, if I could just make one of these Lucas races, I, I'd, that'd be a, I'd be ecstatic with that. Um, so, yeah, a race like that, one of yeah. these Lucas Oil races around the house would be pretty cool to make. I would but, love to see you make the biggest shows at Brownstown just yes. because it's local. That's, that's your yep. home track. And uh, – like your family's phenomenal yeah. and brownstown's a big deal for us yeah. uh even if we run a, a local race at brownstown i'd be pretty happy because even when we create race we, we actually never won a race at brownstown i've not won there uh, so if we want to race at brownstown that'd be a huge deal for us you're a hell of a will man so it's gonna happen yeah i mean just, you just gotta get luck on your side yeah the, the super racing just we just struggle so bad uh, i mean i'm fairly confident if we kept crate racing eventually we'd got to a point where i think we'd have been fairly good it's just it, it got to a point where crate racing for us just wasn't worth the money we were spending versus what you spend to run an open car. It, it just, the crate racing just didn't make sense for us anymore. So yeah, if we could win a super race at Brownstown, even if it's a local show, if two cars showed up, I'd be pretty happy. All right. So we need more than two cars to show up. <laughs> I don't care. If I could, if we can park on the concrete at Brownstown, I'd be pretty happy. And I think, I, I think the other thing too there is you, you're exactly right, and I would love to see your mom and dad react yes. to a yes, super win. absolutely. But also last year, I think last year was maybe for, for you one of the worst years to make the jump to super racing, and I'm going to say this. This is my worst year racing ever, I would say. Well, we've talked, though, because we get the icebreaker in, you go shake down the car, yep. and then we don't race again. Well, we raced on no way out. The supers yep. were there. Then we don't race for a month and a half. Right. So everything you thought you knew about the track was done. Yep. Um, what you thought you knew about your car, the notebooks out, and then it was like we'd race, we'd take a couple weeks off, we'd race. It was just constant. And then at the end of the season, it was race, 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 yes. race, 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 and there was no break. There was no time to really shake the car down again and, yep. and make some big adjustments and things like that. So. For you, just the way the schedule fell, the weather fell, yep. it was a really tough year to kind of make that leap. So I think for yes. you guys, you know, knock on wood, if the schedule can kind of stay consistent and smooth, uh, it's going to be a great, you know, year for you guys to really get back into the flow. Yep. I sure hope so. And 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 Brownstown, I still think has maybe a couple a month there where it's got a couple weeks off in a row. So that's just why we want to go out and run these other racetracks. Just keep me in the race car every weekend and i mean that just makes you better every time you go race which that wasn't really an option for you this past season no right? we and we had so many problems with with the car and we had engine issues there yep. kind of middle of the year we, we broke that motor and and struggled to get it fixed and we had to go back crate racing again for a couple weeks in a row and and i'm hoping this year we've acquired enough stuff now if something like that does happen we can just it's not going to phase us and we can just keep racing i'm not going to lie i kind of like watching you in a crate car though yeah, I mean, we, we had fun in the crate car, yeah. and, and we've considered possibly building a crate car just to run around the house every weekend with, but we're we're invested in the super racing thing right now, and that's 
our focus. We don't want to get something else to take our focus off the super racing right yeah. now. We we're full in on it right now, and and me and my dad are excited for what for hopefully what we can do this year. You guys are um, above the standards when it comes to like your expectations of of, of what a car looks like and, yeah, and, yeah. and being able to do the things like watching you guys in the shop that's i mean that's everybody's dream yep you and your dad are a great team yep. so yeah we're we're very picky with with our stuff we oh. may not have the nicest and the newest equipment which don't get me wrong we do but have very do. <laughs> we have very nice equipment but part of having nice equipment and new equipment is keeping it nice mm-hmm. and new and, and going through your stuff every week and making sure everything you do have is is maintenance correctly and, and i mean that makes a big difference sure. and it's just keeping your stuff nice and working on it and stuff like that is stuff you don't think about but all these pro guys are doing stuff like that every week and that's why they're so right. good and they're so consistent because they go through their race car every week and they check everything how many times were you up at three o'clock in the morning siphon tires oh uh, every time before we went and raced i mean that's <laughs> yeah that's a normal thing <laughs> yeah i mean this guy puts in the work yeah we, we work a lot I and mean, it's just but everybody does it's not it's not like it's just us doing that no but it, it's just something it takes if you want to compete at a, even a local level you, you got to put the work in and the time and the Absolutely. effort to do it well and it goes back to you know it's been said several times but if you can win at brownstown you can win anywhere yep. i mean it proves itself constantly because yes. the best at brownstown can go compete on any track and and i think that's something that's to your benefit you've had to yes. compete that way and work that way but i do gotta ask this because we did bump into each other at the pri show and yep. at that point dad still had some of his um his little projects around (laughs) have we have we started to put the projects up and we're we're getting race car focused it's full race car mode right now that's yesterday we spent i spent 12 hours out there or more yesterday working on everything and yeah it's going to be that way every weekend now to get everything ready and and it's it's been like that really for me my dad hasn't quite been helping me full force since we started this winter but oh yeah me and him both are fully focused now on getting getting the race car ready and getting our truck and trailer ready and just getting everything ready to go i'm working on jim to get some impromptu practices so i'm hoping that'll kind of yeah that that's what we're trying to do is get to the point where we're kind of just waiting on a motor and and hopefully we can get it early enough we can go make a couple test hits before we go yeah. race so I, I i would love to to get some impromptu uh practices going and then you guys uh i feel like that's going to get the the drivers ready a little faster yep. and then that that racing fever is going to hit hard and then uh, we're all going to be waiting for the icebreaker yeah and i just got to say you know i i love your dad and i love that he he has so much hope at the end of every race season yep. that he's going to get a project completed <laughs> never happens but <laughs> never happens. by the time the icebreaker goes around there's a there's a race car that's ready to go, but the projects look very similar yes. to the end of last race season. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's a good topic around our house that my mom's normally not happy with my dad about. But <laughs> hey, and that's she's not... in on the racing too. So hey, Tammy is phenomenal. Yeah, she. I'm. I am very lucky. My parents are so supportive of what I do. Not everybody's parents are, are so supportive of racing and and all that. So I'm, I am very lucky that my parents are so into it and. Like I said, my mom lets my dad work in the shop with me for 12-hour days and not work in the house. Yeah. Was Jazzy out there with you yesterday? Oh, yeah. The dog's always out there now. Yeah. All right. Well, be, we're at an hour in, and before we take off, I do want to give you guys a chance to talk about you know going into this year, and you may have some more that are going to come on board, but talk about the sponsors and the people that help you get there. So, Jared, I'm going to throw to you first. Uh, who are those people that obviously help you get there? 
obviously Mazda, I, I wouldn't be in this position without him. You know, if you would have told me two years ago that I'd be running in a professional series, driving a race car, I wouldn't have believed you. But, uh, you know, that's what the great thing about Mazda is that they give the grassroots racers an opportunity. If, the, if they see that, you know, you're fit to do it, they're going to put you where you need to be. So them, you know, first and foremost, BF Goodrich, they're, uh, their tires for for this series they're uh, helping me out helping me out a lot this year um you know trying to get me going so gotta thank them is uh, those two are the biggest two right now and your mom and dad <laughs> yes and my mom and yes dad. definitely without uh without my parents and my family i would not be in racing at all yeah just wanted to wanted to make sure you you hit on that because <laughs> uh but no i i will say this too and, and you know obviously I was at Jennings County the whole time you went to high school and and we talked a lot in the hallway about about what was going on and what you were racing and I remember when you jumped into the Mazda deal and and it is a really really cool thing to see how well this has went and where you're at now and like I said even when you were on the first time and we were talking about just in a few days we were going down there I think you and dad were very confident in what you could do I think we felt comfortable in what you could do but it was still really cool to get that text message on Wednesday that said, "We want it." Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a. You know, I I called a couple people afterwards, and they're like, "You know, you don't, you don't sound very excited." I'm like, "You know, it's still setting in." You know. Yeah. Like it's it was almost a surreal feeling. I just remember messaging back and saying, "Can I announce it on the show?" Because we were going live, and I waited until about halfway through and hadn't heard, and I just went ahead and announced it. <laughs> then I got the message later. <laughs> yes, yeah, should be fine now, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, well. Too late. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully they don't view this until later. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it gets tricky about, you know, when I can release stuff versus when Mazda releases it and things like that. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a whole new learning curve to manage that whole aspect. I've learned a ton, you know. Really, I've never been in this situation in my life, you know, managing almost my own business in the sense that I have to, you know, I'm working with another, uh, you know, big corporate company that you know sometimes they do things a little different and they have all these reasons why that you can't just go willy-nilly and say something or publish something like that so it's been interesting and uh, i'm glad i'm learning it now well the good news is skyler as soon as you win a super late model race at brownstown i will announce it right off the bat i'm not even gonna wait and ask you that is fine we're not gonna check with your sponsors we're going live we're going right out to (laughs) we're going live from uh victory lane absolutely i'm good with that but yeah, I don't think Tater will mind. I don't think he'll no. have any no, I think issues he'd be just happy. <laughs> with it. But so obviously, Skylar, I want to give you the chance to thank your your sponsors and, and who helps you get to the track. Yeah, I've got a pretty good list here, and 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 these guys, I it, it makes racing a lot easier when you got a lot of these guys to help you out. And and first, start with my parents and my grandparents. Obviously, they got me started in my my well when we started racing go karts and and got in my first race car. My, my my grandpa really has been instrumental in it and. And he still is. So I really appreciate what my parents and my grandparents do for me. Um, Daniel Bland with Foresight Land Surveying, he's helped me basically since I started, and he's a phenomenal guy. Um, S&J Excavation, uh, they jumped on board with me a couple years ago, and they've been really helpful. Marty Stuckwish with Stuckwish Appliance in Brownstown, he's a really great guy. Um, NI Tech, Paul Borden, another guy that's been with me for a pretty long time. Um, Brad Arthur Heating and Cooling is a guy that jumped on with me last year appreciate what he's done for us um a new one this year's uh roger wessel 
uh, Berkshire Hathaway, he, he's that's awesome. We, we appreciate anybody we can get, and we appreciate what he's going to do for us this year. And Mills Country Mart, um, Blondie Pizzeria and Pub there in Brownstown. Mason's a great guy. Best pizza ever. Yep. Yes. Yeah, Mason, I think we eat there about once a week, the way it seems. <laughs> At least. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jim Beeman Lumber. Jim Beeman, man, that guy last year, we probably would have quit racing that supercar at mid-year if Jim wouldn't have kicked or kicked us back into that we need to keep and get going racing and we ain't gonna get no better let's go race so I mean that guy has really helped me out and my dad out a lot and and I, I really appreciate Jim and Tater Masters, Jerilyn, everybody at Masterbuilt. Tater has been awesome to me since I bought my new car and really he's been awesome to us since we started. I've we've always had a Masterbuilt car and and I don't we've never really thought to have anything else so I really appreciate Tater and everybody that works down there, Josh and Cody, and and just anybody that helps us out. Uh, we appreciate everybody and all the fans that come to the racetrack. I mean, we definitely can't race without the fans. So, yeah, appreciate everybody that helps us out. That's a big goal this year is to get more fans to the mm-hmm. track. I saw a post today that said if you bring one person, if everybody brings one person to the racetrack, new, we'll never have an empty stands. Yep. And, yeah, I, and, and I think that's important. Yeah, for us, I mean, if – if the fans quit showing up to the racetrack, we we can't race because they're going to close the doors. So, yeah, you always got to appreciate it, all the fans being there, and if they want to come down and talk to you, you got to spend the time to talk to them. Yeah, February twelfth, we're we're going to talk about what Brownstown has yeah. in store. So it's we've got big things coming. I, Brownstown's their games stepping up. Absolutely, and I want to say this real quick about Masters Built, and because you can go buy a chassis anywhere. Um, and, and I'm biased, so I'll <laughs> leave my biases out right here. Tater's a good buddy of mine and appreciate what he does for Crothersville. Appreciate him, what he does for Thawed Up the Podcast. So I'll leave my biases there. But <laughs> what I will say this is you can go buy whatever you want. You can buy a Longhorn. You can buy a Rocket. You can buy a, a Capital, what, whatever chassis you want. But I do know this. I don't know that there's anybody – the, a family that cares as much about dirt racing and the local guys as what yep. Gerilyn and Tater do. And, and yep. I mean, it's all you need to do. If you've got a question, go down and sit with them before you buy and have a conversation. They want to see their people um, succeed. And, sure. and I'm telling you right now, this thing is getting ready to turn back to what it was maybe 15 years ago. You're getting ready to see a boom in yep the master's built world and it's going to happen it's going to be a process it's going to be slow but a huge shout out to tater and gerilyn both because uh they do great great things yep they're great people and i sure hope it turns back around for them we've kind of stuck with them here uh, through this and and i think a lot of people forget that even 10 years ago master built was kind of what xr1 is today i mean master built was was the car to have even 10 years ago or, or less so i'm hoping they can turn it back around and i'm excited for what they got going there's just the peace of mind knowing that if I tear something up this weekend, I can drive to Cuthersville yes. and pick up my stuff. Like, yes, like there's I mean, been nights on the Friday night where we tear something up, and I just text Tater, or, or like back when Keith was still there, we'd just text Keith or whatever, yeah. and, and Saturday morning they'd come open the doors up so we could go over there and get what we needed. And, and they don't have to, but, right. they, but they do it because they want to see us succeed. Yes, and that's awesome. Tater's a huge help to me. Yeah, and I, and when we talked when they were on the show, you know, all you got to do is go pull up their history. Yep and really look at it and you're exactly right people forget because it's what's flashy and new yep but these guys have been doing it for almost 40 years yes and when you look at the success they've had it's insane the races they've won the drivers that have drove for them i mean 
I was sitting talking to Gerald the other day, and it was kind of funny because she she looked at me and she said she was asking about some drivers we were trying to get on and some things, and she goes, you know, probably the guys that would blow your show up the biggest have all have dri- all have driven our cars at some point. And Absolutely. She, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm sitting here, Gerald. If you want to help out, <laughs> um, maybe she should come on the we, show. Uh, we've got that planned in the future. <laughs> But it is. I mean, it's just a really cool deal and who they are and all those kind of things. So, but Nikki said it, just looking ahead here at upcoming shows, uh, don't miss this Wednesday night. Again, this show will come out on Tuesday. So tune in tomorrow night. Um, We will have JP Hyden, John Paul Hyden from Royal Purple Oil. Um, We're really excited to talk with him. He runs their marketing and sponsorship side. And we're going to talk to him a lot about as a local driver how do you go get those sponsorships because we know how important those are so how do you get those sponsorships and then again uh february 12th as nikki said we'll have jim price nikki hartwell back chris workman we're going to be talking about all the things going on at brownstown speedway and also the upcoming crown series for you crown vic drivers uh we have a crown dirt series that's going to run at scottsburg brownstown and thunder valley coming up this year then the 19th, we'll have Devin Gilpin and Don Fleetwood. The 26th, Dave Darlin will be in studio. Uh, unfortunately, the Bubby Jones celebration of life conflicted with him being on this last Wednesday, but he is going to be back with us on February 26th. We're very excited to talk to Dave. And then on March 4th, Jonathan Masters with Race Know How to talk about what they're doing and what they can do for you. So. Before we take off, I want to wish you both the best of luck this season. Um, and we will be following both of you, obviously, big friends of the show. And uh, we appreciate you guys coming on and everything that you guys do. Thank you. I, I love coming on the show. So every yep. time I get the opportunity, I'm, I'm always excited. I can't wait to be in Victory Lane with you. I, I sure hope so. We're uh, going to do it this year. Big goals this year. So my boys are. I hope so. Hopefully you know, they're there. Yeah, and we I appreciate you having me on the show again. We've, I've been on here a couple times. Like Jared said, it's every time you ask me, I'm always in. So and and enjoy doing it. So thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on. Well, and we appreciate you guys. Like I said, it's it's a cool thing for us, and and we say it a lot. But when we started this, we didn't know who would show up or if anybody <laughs> would show up. And uh, like I said, you guys have always uh, both of you. I mean, even when I reached out to you, Jared, the first time, you were like, "Yes, whatever I got to do, let's do it." Um, and Skyler, you drove through a flood the first time (laughs) yeah we should have had a boat to get here and we drove right through it (laughs) you uh you got here so we appreciate and good luck to both of you thank you thank you all right thanks everybody